0: This is another message brought to you by the Remodel Church. But for some reason, that's how we all believe. We, we all believe now that if God doesn't heal us or if we don't get that miracle or it doesn't happen the way that we think it should have happened, then we just feel like we don't have enough faith. You ever felt that way? You ever prayed with somebody the, or somebody asking or say, thinking, I can't do that, man, that's too big, that's too much. And we'd say, you just got to have faith. That's what we say, right? And it's turned into just one of these things that basically all it really means now is you just, as long as you believe it. What's that song say? It says, if I can see, and I can do If I just believe, right, that I believe I can fly. Anyways, and he says, uh, I love that song. Anyways, and he says, you know, if I can just believe it, and we've turned it into one of these things, and we kind of tack on Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, which is, again, we use that scripture way out of context as well. But we just turn faith into this belief system. As long as we believe it, as long as it's in our mind, but that's not what faith is at all. And this morning, I want to share with you guys the true definition of, of faith. Number one, the Bible tells us that faith is believing the unseen, believing the unseen. Now, faith is Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And this is what faith is. Whenever we put our faith in God, none of us have ever seen God, correct? None of us has ever seen or had a face-to-face encounter with God. Matter of fact, the Bible says of all of us that are living in nowadays, it says that our faith is even stronger than those who lived whenever Jesus was walking around the earth. Because they had faith in Jesus who they saw, right? I mean, if you didn't believe in Jesus while he was right there healing the blind and all kinds of stuff, man, bro, there's something way wrong with you, which there were tons of people that didn't. Right, But we believe in a a Jesus and in a God that we've never seen. And maybe most of us haven't ever even heard his audible voice. I know I haven't. And that's what faith is. Believing in the unseen and not thinking if I see it, then I'll believe it. Or I believe it when I see it. But it's faith is believing in the unseen. Number two, and this is the biggest thing. Faith is obedience. Faith is obedience. And I'm going to tack that on with number three. Faith moves you to action. James chapter 2, verses 18 through 22. If you're in Hebrews, go to the right. It's the very next book. James chapter 2, verses 18 through 22. And I encourage you to highlight a couple of these scriptures. Man, there's, there's some good stuff in here. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that there is one God, you do well. Even the who believes? Even the demons believe and tremble. But do you want to know, oh foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? Do you see that faith was working together? Highlight this scripture. Do you see that faith was working together with his works? And by works, faith was made perfect. Faith was made perfect and is perfect when it's combined with what? with action, with works, with what we're doing. Again, we can say, I believe in God, I trust in God, and I have faith in God. But if we're not willing to take a step of obedience, then we don't really have faith in him. Right? My little boy is crazy because he has all of the faith in me in the world. And when we're playing outside, he says, sky. And he's not saying, oh, wow, look at that sky. He's saying, throw me up into the sky. And it's funny, Easter Sunday, I went and hung out with Jamie and Monica and their families. and, And I'm throwing Zion up in the air. And then all of a sudden, here's a couple other kids that want it too. And then there's this one boy who's about 120 pounds. And I'm, I'm grabbing Zion, and I mean, I'm chunking Zion up in the air. Zion's light. I'm chunking him up in the air. Like he's grabbing hold of the skies or of stars and bringing them back down. It's amazing. Then I grab a hold of this boy. And everybody's just like, uh And I look at him. I say, okay, dude, you're going to have to help me, okay? You're going to have to jump really high for me. Again, I throw Zion up. And he come, I mean, he spreads out, and he's got a big smile the whole time. I grab a hold of this boy and I pick him up and I get him maybe about this high off of the ground. But he goes, now you would have thought that I tossed him 30 foot up in the air. Like he got scared. He grabbed a hold of my neck. I'm like, dude, you can't do that. You're going to kill me. (laughs) Zion has all of the faith in the world in me. He knows that whenever I throw him up, daddy's going to catch him. This boy didn't know. And as soon as his feet left the ground, he was terrified. And instead of just letting go and and enjoying it, all six inches of it, he grabbed a hold of me, wouldn't let go. You see, if your faith isn't moving you into action, then you don't have any faith at all. If your faith isn't moving you into obedience, then you have no faith at all. James says, show me your faith without your actions, without your obedience, without your works, and I'll show you my faith in perfection, paired and with works and with obedience. That's what faith is all about. It does us absolutely no good to have all of the faith in the world that we speak about to God, If it's not moving us into action, moving us into obedience, if it's not changing our lives, if it's, not ma- if it's not making me forgive because I have faith that if I forgive, God forgives me. I have faith that if I forgive, God will give me healing. I have faith that if I am generous and if I give to the church and I give to the purpose of the church, I have faith that God has my back. We can talk about faith all that we want, but if it is not paired with action, then we have no faith at all. It's exactly what James is saying. So faith is so much more than just a word you throw out there. Oh, you just got to have faith. So much more than just a word. It's so much more than just a thought. So much more than just a belief. Faith is actually action and saying, God, I believe in you, and I have faith in you, so I'm going to forgive, I'm going to give, I'm going to be obedient to you, no matter what that looks like. If that means I have to stop relationships, I'm going to stop relationships. If that means that i got to give forgiveness, if that means that i got to ask for forgiveness, whatever that looks like, because my faith is in you, I will put that into action. Number four. Faith is simply believing God will do what he says he will do. Believing God will do what he says he will do. Now in today's time, whenever you enter a contract with somebody, man, there's so much paperwork now. And you got to sign here, initial here, sign here, initial here, date here, sign here, initial here, date here, sign here, initial here. I still love doing business with just a shake of the hand, you know. Look at somebody in the eyes and say, this is what we're going to do. And you do your part, I'll do my part. You guys that, enjoy doing that kind of stuff? I really like it whenever I can actually have that go on. But for the most part, Sign here, initial here, date here. Sign here, initial here, date here. And for some reason, trust has been broken between us and God. And it seems like more of us, and more often than not, we don't really believe that God is going to do what He says He's going to do. You know, maybe God says, I'm going to give you this if you'll just do this, right? God, maybe God says, I'm going to restore your family if you're forgive. I'm going to restore your family if you're asked for forgiveness. And we we don't believe God enough to actually do anything. Faith at at its essence is just believing God will do what he says he's going to do. That's reading our Bibles and whatever God says He will do. Believing that He will do that. Letting go of control. Some of us are just control freaks and we want all control. We want it all to be at our hands and at our fingertips. That's not what God is looking for. That is not faith. Faith is believing God has my back. I don't have to get vengeance because God says vengeance is His. I don't have to lie and cheat like everybody else because God says that he is a righteous God. He is a God of justice. So I'm going to do right because my faith is in God and I believe that God will do right by me. Faith is just believing that God will do what he says he will do. And if you like contracts, if, if you're that kind of person, there's probably one of the biggest contracts you've ever seen in your life right here. It's all in the Bible. Everything God says that he will do is right here. And everything that is in this Bible is absolutely true. So if you'll just live your work, if you'll just live your life according to this Bible right here, according to his works, according to his word, excuse me. Then that's what faith really looks like. Believing that God will do what he says he will do. This is why faith is very, very important. Go back to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. The next book to the left says, without faith, it is impossible. Everybody say impossible because you're falling asleep on me. Come on, guys. Here we go again. We say impossible. Impossible. I told Jeffrey that if people started to fall asleep, I was just going to throw cuss words out there and wake everybody up. Don't make the preacher cuss. Oh, y'all, that that worked a little bit, huh? So let's try it one more time. We say impossible. impossible. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. That's why faith is so important, because without it, you cannot please God. You see, and some of us are working our whole lives and thinking that we can please God by, by what we do and what we say. But the truth is, all it takes to please God is to simply have faith. To believe again that God will do what He says He will do. To stop taking things into our own hands and just believe and have faith in God. He will do what He says He will do. Without faith, it is impossible to, to please God, Ephesians chapter two verses eight through nine, you guys can read this at home, but we say that it, we see that it is through faith that we are saved. Faith saves us it's because of what we believe in our hearts and it's because of the, the action that it puts us in motion to that that is what saves us that is what brings salvation into our lives is our faith and if we don't believe that Jesus died on the cross and that he came back from the grave and if our faith is not in that then we don't have salvation faith is important because without it we can't please God without it we have no salvation James chapter 1 verses 5 through 8 I want you guys to go there we're already in James right or maybe you went to Hebrews but just go to the next book to the right James chapter 1 verses 5 through 8 and I want you guys to highlight a couple of these, these verses. <clears throat> if any of you lacks wisdom let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without repro- reproach and it will be given to him but let him ask in four letter words getting ready but let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. Let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Only through faith can we receive God's promises. It's only through faith can we, that we can receive God's promises I have shared with you guys thousands of times probably by now, but I have I grew up in church and throughout my lifetime. I have seen hundreds if not thousands of people come and pray and cry at the altars. And next Monday or the next week, they're crying and praying over the same thing, the same sins, the same mistakes. And the issue isn't that God isn't real or maybe that the presence of God wasn't real in that moment. The problem is that there's not enough faith because this is what happens. Because I've been there and I've seen it and I've done it. This is what happens. We have a moment where we have an intimate time with God and we feel God in our spirit tell us something. And in that moment, because we're wrapped up in the emotion of the moment, we say, yes, God, I'll do it. I'll do this. I'm going to blah, blah, blah. I'm going to whatever. And then Monday rolls around when we have to, Make our words meet our faith. And because we don't really have that much faith or we're not disciplining ourselves to have faith. What happens is we go right back to what we said we wouldn't ever go back to. You ever been there? You ever been in a very familiar place that you didn't want to be at? You swore you'd never go back to that place? You swore you'd never be that person again. you never do those things again. you never talk about that. you never be with that person again. you never fall into that moment again. But yet, there you are again. And it's not because God isn't real, and it's not because God isn't faithful. It's simply because we don't put our words into faith. And God says, without faith, you're not going to get anything. You're not going to receive my benefits. You're not going to receive my healings. You're not going to receive my salvation. You're not going to receive anything that I have to give to you. Because whenever I have something to give to you. It takes faith to receive it. we got to have faith if we want to receive anything from God. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 35 through 39. I just want to say this about faith. Before I go on to this. Is faith is not. Again, faith is not a get-out-of-jail-free card. I have met people that had all of the faith in the world that did incredible things and still died of a very terrible disease. Probably one of the worst and the ones that really, really impacted me the most was my grandpa. Man, My grandpa gave the last part of his life, the last 30, 40 years of his life... To build churches in Mexico and in the United States. And man, he preached. And, and just an incredible incredible man. If any of you guys ever heard him preach, man, you would know it. Just a great, great preacher. A guy that loved God. A guy that served God. And gave so much, again, he gave so much of his life to the church and to God. And because of this, I felt like he should have been given like an honorable death. You know, I, I, I have another friend uh, who, who passed away and he was actually... He passed away having a heart attack, headed to preach a revival. He was in between revivals. He was headed there to preach a revival, got a heart attack, died just like that. And I'm just like, man, that's the way it should be. I'm weird. I think about stuff like that. But I was so upset and mad at God, to be honest, because my grandpa got sick. And it wasn't a quick death, but it was weeks of pain in the hospital. And I went to go visit him in Oklahoma City several times and and. And I I knew from the conversations, there was, a lot of people had hope, but I knew by the conversations that we were having that he 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 was a man talking like a living man. He was talking like a dying man. And I was so mad at God that he let him pass away that way. I was so mad at God that a man that gave so much of his life, so much of his time, sacrificed so much to live for him, died in such a painful, slow way. I was angry. We got to understand that just because we have all of the faith in the world doesn't mean we won't ever suffer. Won't mean we won't go through anything. And this is a proof right here. Hebrews chapter 11. Verse 35 through 39. All before, before this, just to give you a little bit of context. Before this, it's talking about all of those people who moved by faith and prayed by faith and they were delivered from their circumstances. Then we get to verse 35. Women received their dead, raised to life again. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. So others had trial of mockings and scourging, yes, of chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn in two, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains and dens and caves of the earth. And all these having attained a good testimony through faith did not receive the promise. God having provided something better for us that they should not be made perfect apart from us. Faith is important because with faith we can ride out any storm that we ever face. When we have our faith positioned and placed where it needs to be in God, in our Savior, in Jesus Christ. then we can ride out any storm. But when you start to put your faith in people like me. in some other pastor, or some other preacher. We're not always going to have all the answers. And we're definitely not going to be perfect. We make mistakes. I probably made more mistakes this week than what you did. Just being honest. And when we put our faith in people... We're going to be let down. One of the worst things that this country does is we idolize pastors. And so whenever they fail, we just feel like it's all a sham. We just feel like it's all fake. But when our faith is placed in God, when our faith is put in Jesus Christ, then it doesn't matter what we face, doesn't matter what we go through, Man, did you read this part? Some were sawn in two. Imprisoned, stoned to death. And it wasn't because they didn't have enough faith. But it was actually their faith that allowed them to go through that. To allow them to come out on the other side of all of this with a great testimony is what he says. You see, if we don't have the right faith, then whenever trials come, whenever things get tough and things get rough, if we don't have enough faith, we're going to go back. We're going to fall off. We're going to stop following God and we're going to stop following Jesus. But when we have faith in God and we have faith in Jesus, it doesn't matter what we go through. We'll be standing whenever we come out of it. I'm going to give you two ways to grow your faith. It's very, very simple. Go to Romans chapter 10, verse 17, and highlight this scripture. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. Romans 10, 17 tells us this. We grow in faith by hearing and by reading the word of God. This is why church is so important. And I know there's a lot of people out there that believe that church is whatever. You know, you can YouTube anything you want to, really. There's all kinds of crazy opinions out there. But church is very, very important because it's here where we hear the word of God and our faith is able to grow. And you read your Bible at home, you read your Bible at work or wherever you can, and your faith grows. And the second, 2 Corinthians, I believe, what is it, 517? Is that what I have there? 5-7? Says that we walk by faith and not by sight. The other way we build our faith is we practice faith practice, practice. That's the way you build your faith. That's the way you get good at anything, right? You practice and you practice and you practice and you practice. You want to be a great basketball player? You got to practice. Nobody just wakes up and is able to do all of this cool stuff that Stephen Curry does, right? You got to practice and you got to practice hard. Soccer, baseball, whatever it is, and it's the same thing with faith. If you want to grow your faith, you got to hear the Word of God, you got to read the Word of God, and you also have to practice your faith. What this means is whenever you come across a passage or you hear something in a message that really, really hurts you, instead of just being, like, angry or frustrated or, or, or instead of just like, ah, whatever, I'll let somebody else live that out, the way you practice your faith is you say, okay, God, this is going to be difficult for me, this is going to stretch me, but I'm going to go ahead and do it. And I've shared with you guys before the dimmer switch principle. You know, the more we hear or the more we follow God, the more more obedient we are to God, the the brighter that lights get. But the less we're obedient, the less we listen to God, the dimmer that light gets. Right? It's the same way with our faith. The more we stretch it and the more we apply it, the more we practice it, the more faith we're going to have. So when it's forgiving, it's forgiving that person that really, really hurt you. You know, Zion right now is super easy to forgive because he's like, sorry. It's okay, buddy. We're good. He's easy to forgive. There's some other people in my life, not so easy to forgive. But every time I choose to forgive those people, my faith grows. There's sometimes there are some things that are easy for me to do for God. Super easy. And there's some things that are super difficult. That really, really stretch me. But whenever I do those things that are difficult. Whenever I say, okay, I believe that God has called me to do this. I believe God wants me to do this. And I put my faith into action and I put it into practice. Then my faith grows even more. So if you need more faith, listen to the Word of God. Read the Word of God and put your faith into practice. It can be small practical things or it can be great big things. Maybe some of us need to just take that one very small step of, first step of faith. And maybe for some of us, we're standing on a ledge and we're really considering, you know, what do I do here, God? And God is asking you to go ahead and take that leap. Wherever you're at this morning, I just encourage you to put your faith into practice. Whatever God is putting in front of you and asking you to do for His kingdom or for your family, do that. Put your faith into action. Put it into practice. This is the end of the message. For more information, please visit theremodelchurch.com.